The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Tonight on a special Halloween edition of Monsterland, part dieu of our Ohio Bigfoot bonanza. Who screams? Who laughs? Who runs? Who cries? Spoiler alert, if you guess Maddie on all the above, you win! (laughs) Ronnie, don't make monsters angry. You wouldn't like them when they're angry. Actually, we love it. Let's go! Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts. Paranormal author, researcher, and speaker, Ronnie LeBlanc. And the host of the Curse of Oak Island drilling down on the History Channel, Maddie Blake. Halloween as this drops. It is all Halloween. <laughs> Good evening, Ronald. Hello. Oh, God, why? Uh, oh, sounds. underrated movie. Oh, hello, David, by the way. <laughs> ha, ha, super. I, I sorry, I was distracted. For no. some reason, I was thinking about Jamie Lee Curtis without a bra. I don't know why. Wow. Oh, well, you're, you're, I always make this connection that's inappropriate, but the Halloween theme is very close to the Exorcist theme. Mm. And I was talking the other day to someone, we're talking about the greatest Halloween movies. We're having that debate that always comes up this time of year. Uh, And we started then talking about underrated Halloween movies. I went to my session nine that I always promote whenever this comes up. But the other one that came up real quick, Ronnie? Yeah. Exorcist 3. Now, Exorcist 2 is Mm. widely regarded as one of the worst if not the worst sequel sequel of all time, big budget movie, horrible, laughably bad. The people at the premiere reportedly were laughing and just walking out. It's so bad that you can't get through it. It's really bad. So three suffered, I think, some of the after effects. I go, God, they're making another one. It's actually really scary. And how dare you play that music on Halloween, David? Wow. Clutching my crucifix. It is very close. You're right. It is close, isn't it? Uh, Ronnie, you're about you. Looks like you thought of a Halloween movie. You're about to say there. Have you ever seen Jeepers Creepers? I have not. It's actually really fun. I think the second one is actually better than the really? first one. It's it's kind of fun. What's the log it's, line of that? Like, what's the basic? It's, it's kind of like this creature awakens every seventy five years, okay. and it's almost like a Mothman type thing Ooh. that comes swim swimming down, uh, like you know, flying down, grabbing people, and it's pretty fun. Is it the black guy? Or is that is that a different one? Who's the black guy? Oh, you're like thinking like Candyman? Candyman. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll check out Jeepers Creepers. But yeah, yeah. Exorcist 3, if you have a chance, check it out. Surprisingly scary and a little underrated. Hmm. Um, probably probably actually a lot underrated. Check All right. Out. Well, it is Halloween. We've got some scary sound, not just from our Bigfoot part Dieu, Yeah. which we promised you last week, but uh, a listener- in our Monster Mail, sent us a chilling piece of video that we'll play later during Monster Mail. And, Ronnie, I told you, faked or not, doesn't matter. It's the scariest homemade, and I, I will watch these things all night long. And I, ha- I haven't had a chance to see this yet. It was, Dude. It was Aaron, right, that sent us. You know what we're going to do? 
It was Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, super fan Aaron. We're going to shut the lights off, David, and watch this together because it's Halloween. Oh, I like it. When we get to Monster, we're going to shut the light. I wanted to get your guys' reaction because if it is faked, it's one of the greatest faked homemade scary videos I've ever seen. Mm. (laughs) This guy's a tremendous actor, (laughs) and it is absolutely chilling, whether you believe it or not. So we'll listen to that sound because I think think it translates really well to sound. Mm -hmm. You don't need to see the images because, trust me, You'll hear what happens. So you it's think it's terrifying. real, based off of I, I, what, or or a, a goddamn good fake. That's I would say okay. that I, I don't know. I have no way of knowing if it's real. I would say mm. this: it's it's his acting performance. If it's fake, is a plus plus plus. He does everything that you would do wow. in real life if you were really scared of something. You know, there's no pretense of overacting. Huh. He's just like, fuck this. I'm out here. Fuck. Almost, it sounds like what, what I do almost, you know. <laughs> um, I'm intrigued. Now you set it up nicely. It's here. so good. Oh. All right, so we'll play that. Okay. But we've got our I'm own all set. sound. Um, yes, Matt, I'll, be all, I'll be all yeah. set to, to kill the lights. So that'll be refreshing to kill the lights during the episode because typically we turn off the lights you know, after the episode, while, right. while we're in, for different reason, but right. You know, well, right. hey, I mean, I, I like mean that. you know, what we're, happens we're, in the pod stays in the pod, <laughs> fellas. Oh, and this episode is sponsored by Bullspit Brewing Company. Thank you, Bullspit. Thank you, Bullspit. Uh, I think we have a little event coming up, don't we? We do. Uh, Why don't you promote that? Why don't you oh, yeah. promote that during your news segment? I will. That everybody loves. The Ronnie Report. <laughs> Ronnie, what's in the Ronnie Report <laughs> tonight? Well, Matthew. Kit things off before we get to our Bob Gimlin interview and yes. all our great sound. I can't wait to get the sound and the Gimlin interview. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bullspit Brewing Company, we're doing a little live podcast episode next Saturday, the 9th. The party starts at 12. We have uh, Go Gadget Go, which is an awesome band. They're playing from 12 to 4. And then we have our podcast from 4 to 5, something like that, or however long we want to go. And we're releasing the Monsterland Black IPA, Ooh. our podcast official beer of choice. And Bullspit is brewing that for us. Question, does yes. Go Gadget Go know yet that I'm going to sit in and drum with them? Yes, they do. Do they know, follow up in the Go running ahead. report. Yes. Follow up. Uh, do they know I've only been drumming for one year? No, they don't. Third follow-up. Yes. Uh, second, do they know uh, that I've never played with a live band before? Yes, they do. Okay, great. Then we're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, fellas. I'm <laughs> sitting in. I have me drumming just today, as a matter of fact. Do you want to hear it? Yes. No, you don't. So, Bull Spit, Lancaster Mass. Yes, promote the event. Week. Please come, 12 to 8. I actually just want to, and we're, we're actually doing a podcast, like we're doing a podcast live. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be actually a drunken podcast. On a Saturday. Right. Maddie, I think it's cool you graduated from the triangle because I, I think you, I went, I've I think you accomplished up everything, from the triangle, uh, everything I? you could accomplish. I with just the triangle. I basically want to use this new technology we have where I can play videos from my phone here. Here we go. Mm. Uh, Dave, turn me up. This is me. Drumming to the black girls. Good Thank time. You. Thank you. Good Thank time. You. Thank you, Ronnie. That was definitely drumming. I'll Thank su- you. I'll I'm submit actually, that to Go Gadget Go. Please I'm, do. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm sure they'll be thrilled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else in the Ronnie report besides our live podcast? Oh. So come to Bullsmith Brewery if you're local. Yes. We know we have listeners all over the world, but if you are local, it's in Lancaster, Massachusetts. That's right. That used to be Lemon Stuff. And it's a beautiful farm from everything I hear. Yeah, it's huge. They're farm huge. to table. They're all natural. They make great beer, yep. homebrewed beer, and we'll be doing a live podcast event there Saturday. Yep, Saturday, November 9th from 12 to 8. The party starts. We go in at 4, and they start. They tap the uh, the Love kegs it. at, at uh, 12, and you can actually get 
a four pack of cans of the Monsterland beer to take home and a pint glass. Wow! So pretty cool. Follow up to the follow up. Uh, what oh. percentage? What percentage of the door are we getting? Uh, we're getting ninety-five uh, percent. Well, that works out well. Okay, yes. then that's worth a Saturday. It's a, maybe free, it's a free event. All right, everybody. then free maybe event. I will. Uh, oh, it's a free event. Yes. Great, 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 great job. <laughs> oh, Ronnie, I forgot oh, I have sorry. something that day. Oh, you do? Not golf related, I swear. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll oh, be there with bells goodness. on. Any chance to work with a new uh, partner <clears throat> and, and to promote their wonderful product and to promote this podcast? I'm on board, Ronnie. And you know what? I tasted it yesterday. The beer is delicious. The Sasquatch Re- Spit. Sasquatch Spit. Now, it's I heard delicious. there might be a little. Um, um, Can I yeah. say that? Yeah. That in Hell conjunction it. with this new beer? Yes. That I've heard rumors. There's a commercial. There's a commercial featuring two of your favorite podcast hosts yes. of all time, Adam Carolla and Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not us. Uh, it's pretty funny. All right. I like it. I, I'm excited to debut that commercial, which yeah. will be coming up uh, probably uh, next For, week yeah. by our next yeah. episode. Yep. Right? Okay, uh, Ronnie Report rolls on. All right, what the hell do I do? The Ronnie Report. (laughs) He reports, you decide. All right. Oh, did you hear about that Colorado hunter? Is that too soon? I was thinking that for uh, Ronnie's offensive posts. Okay, I'll save that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Um, I believe the segment was conceived as the Ronnie Report. As a play correct, on the Colbert correct, rapport, correct. yes. But or could it be the Ronnie rapport? Meaning, do <sighs> lis- meaning. listeners, do you have a rapport with Ronnie? Mm. Because that's the way Maddie, uh, Ronnie spelled it in an email. I was yes. Wondering. But mm. <laughs> our voice guy, <laughs> who is apparently infected by a demon, Beelzebub, uh, says report. But I say rapport because I think it's funny. the Ronnie report. Yeah. See. Yeah. There's a T there. It's more clear that way, I guess. We'll affectionately call it the Ronnie rapport. I like it. I like it. Daily Star. Recent, uh, you know, it's a really reputable uh, piece of journalism. Uh, UFOs across U.S. could be Space Force craft built from secret military budget. Ooh. So the head of an anti-Space Force organization, all of a sudden there's an anti-Space Force organization that has emerged oh, great. before we've even seen Space seen Force. Space Force, right. Okay. So they claim the military is testing technologies for space warfare. Uh, that we can't even imagine. So wow. they're saying this is what we're seeing zipping across the sky. These aren't UFOs. These are simply us. Holy crap. So did you see that one? Was that um, that the fact that uh, another uh, leak, supposedly, this came from alien UFO sightings, a second NASA scientist has said that there is, quote, somebody else on the moon um, these mm. NASA guys, it's hard to know. They're kind of like, it's kind of like a whistleblowing type thing. Right. But you don't know if these are real former NASA employees or if they're just, you know, kind of faked or whatever. Um, but I think this, the, the moon, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire oftentimes with these things. And whether or not there's a secret base on the moon or whatever, or there's uh, cities on the moon, as some people claim, on the dark side of the moon or... We, it was some sort of staging area for alien life or for us or whatever. Um, whatever the case may be, it keeps coming up. It, and there's, and yeah, it makes there, you think. There, there's two scenarios where it's, it's always that either we faked the moon landing right. or we did land on the moon or we're about to, and I've heard that there were ships that they saw. They saw these mile-long glass-like structures yes, that they were like, right. okay, well, there's already somebody here. Right. 
we need to leave. We need to get the hell out of here. And you, you keep so on hearing that. but um, So we'll keep our eye yeah. on that and see if there's any validity to that story. But I just saw that posted today. If I may add to your report. Yes. In our in our constant struggle to find good Bigfoot movies that this that has been a general recurring theme on this podcast, uh, this fella I, I follow on Twitter, uh, he's a writer. He posted this. There's a film apparently called The Vice Guide to Bigfoot, and he gave this big thumbs up. And I read his review, and in part he wrote, uh, it's a crazy, hilarious spoof on the modern era of clickbait-driven journalism. Mm. The logline basically is when a a burned-out journalist ends up sent on a basically like a uh, satirical hunt for Bigfoot. Like, go out and Bigfoot these assholes, and we'll write a snippy piece about it. Uh, he ends up stumbling instead on the story of a lifetime. So wow. he, I don't know if he actually finds Bigfoot. So, so Vice as in being the... Uh, well, let's take a look at... Let's check it oh, out. Let's check out the trailer. Beautiful. A little bit Here's of the trailer. We're here on the war-torn Crimean Peninsula. Vice has sent us down here for one reason and one reason alone, and that's to discover what the craft beer scene in Ukraine is all about. Nobody puts out the level of content that we do, even with the garbage leads they send us on. So we're here in Georgia at the largest Bigfoot convention in the Southeast. Well, here she is. I know she looks kind of small, but she'll fit the two of you real comfortably. Fit us for what? For the field expedition tonight. Did Shane approve this? Who the hell is this guy? What is up, YouTube? (laughs) It's your boy, the Cryptid Commander, hunting the Sasquatch himself. (laughs) While our first day had been fun, we were beginning to wonder if our guide was reliable. Man, Jeff, I pulled out the map. I asked you if that's where we turned, and you said yes. Shut up! Is he mad that someone caught him in a lie, or is he mad that no one believes him? (laughs) This is a send-up of vice. Uh Uh-oh. You got this, right? When we set out this morning, none of us could have predicted a dead body. And just by chance, we have... Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so this premiered at the Austin Film Festival. It's clearly a a fake Vice documentary. They're making fun of Vice. Yeah, Yeah, it's a mockumentary, but it looks really good. It does. It looks really funny and uh, interesting. Anyone who rags on Vice, I'm all for. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Why? Oh, I just think they're... uh, They did a great documentary about a village somewhere maybe in Africa where it's very common for teenage boys to have sex with goats. Mm. I'm not kidding. You know what? I stand corrected. I'm a Vice fan. I was just going to announce our latest sponsor is Vice. (laughs) You know who did a great send-up of Vice is uh, Documentary Now. Fred Armisen and... uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They keep keep sending the journalists (laughs) to get killed. They keep getting killed. Uh, All right. So uh, check that out. Anything else, Ron, to clean up the Ronnie rapport? Let's see. No, I think that's it. I think the big thing is the uh, the event next week, which is a lot of fun. And... um, there should be an announcement dropping in the next day or two when this comes out that we'll hopefully be hearing. So that's what I heard Great. was supposed to happen today. It didn't. So okay. Friday, we'll, we'll, the whole, the floodgates. Yeah, the we'll floodgates see. open here. Um, I do have a little Halloween fun thing. Ooh. If I could just close up yeah. before this. Um, Please. There was this list. Uh, it's all over social media. If you just search the scariest urban legends in each state. Mm. And they list... By state, 50 states, the scariest urban legend of that state. And I just thought it was kind of interesting awesome. um, to look at some of what they considered. So would you care to guess, Ronnie? What, what, what is Mass? In our home state of Massachusetts, <laughs> what is the 
according to them, the scariest urban legend in Mass. And hold on, let me just find mm. the Massachusetts one, because this is kind of obviously 50, a big list. You you think about it and guess while I find it. The Dover Demon, is that New Hampshire or Massachusetts? A good guess. That or a punk wudgie? Oh! Do we have a... Ronald the Blank, we head to the Bermuda Triangle of Massachusetts, <laughs> the Bridgewater Triangle, puck wedgies. Like, uh, they're like little Ewoks. Hockamock Swamp in Massachusetts, according to this list, the scariest urban legend in Massachusetts is your puck wedgies, tiny gray tricksters resembling humanoid porcupines who lure people off cliffs or trap them in the sand of the swampy regions of southeastern Massachusetts. So there you go. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. We could also look up um, other New England. Let's see, Connecticut. Mm. This is a, this is an obvious and great one. If you think about Connecticut, I'll give you a huge hint. Think about the recently passed demonologists. Oh, yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren, yeah. or at okay. least Lorraine Warren recently passed. Um, and what made them famous? The Annabelle, right? Correct. Uh, Connecticut. Annabelle, the demonic, d- d- demonic doll. The Dominican. <laughs> the Dominican doll. Uh, the Conjuring and Annabelle is inspired by a real-life Raggedy Ann doll supposedly inhabited by the spirit of a dead girl, which is given to two demonologists, Ed and Lorraine Warren, after some extremely malicious paranormal activity. Why don't we see what's in my now adopted yeah. home state of Rhode Island? I'm going to say it's a sea serpent of some... Ooh, all right. I would think it had to do with Indians being maybe because of the... Uh, Oh, you're with me when I was telling you the whole thing about my backyard. Oh, dude, yeah, right. So Crazy. listen to this, producer Dave. Crazy. Uh, while I look for this, I'll tell you this. We story. actually need mm-hmm. to do. We need to do that, like your house. And it's ironically right <clears throat> where Ronnie and I saw our UFO. But I talked to a medium psychic medium. Mm-hmm. So I live right on what's called the Palmer River, which feeds in an Narragansett Bay. Right. I'm very blessed to live on the water. It's beautiful. It's a big. It's it's called a river, but it's pretty pretty wide. I, I would say it's. <laughs> Was that a Pukwudgie? <laughs> it's got to be, you know, I've never obviously measured it. I've kayaked across it. I would say it's... The Ronnie Report. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's a good... Yep, around the river. Sorry, go ahead. 2,000 yards long. You know, it's it's a couple par fives long body of water that I live on. And again, it yep. feeds into the Narragansett sure. Bay, the ocean. And... Talking to a psychic medium who, by the by, Dr. I want to Foster? Get, right? No. Oh, different one. No, this girl no I met on a train. I got to look her up. She's a huh. direct descendant of actually the Bordens, Lizzie Borden. Oh, my oh, God. Boy. You told me this. Yes. 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 So we just start chatting. It was one of those things like I was supposed to meet her. I need oh to follow God, up yeah. with her. And we start chatting, and she's but like, is oh. This, is, this, is this a session? Or? No, no, no. I met you, her on a train. You just chit And we just started chit chatting. Okay. And somehow the paranormal came up and all that. And. I told her I do the paranormal podcast, yeah. and she says blah blah blah. And then it becomes, "Where do you live?" And I, I, I started telling her the, some of the strange goings ons that you and I have had. And she said, "Where do you live?" And I told her where. And she said, "Oh, I lived there for a long time." She said, "Do you know where exactly in the town do you live?" And I said, "I live right on the Palmer River." I told her exactly where. Mm-hmm. And she went, "Oh my God, you you live in one of the hottest areas of negative energy." That, uh, that you could possibly live in. She said, do you know that the... Strangely, it wasn't like that before you moved there. <laughs> I said, apparently you met my wife. That was like a Mr. Roper joke from Three's Company. <laughs> yeah, I needed to look in the camera and smile wryly. What a great actor he was. I love Don't that. get me off on a tangent about Norman Mr. Fell. Norman oh, my Fell. God. 
Yeah. When he, I mean, who had the guts to just stare at a camera in a major sitcom? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And just pan to the camera himself. Like, whose idea was it? Brilliant. It worked. Anyway, um, Mrs. Roper, <laughs> who as the years go on, I feel like I'm married to. He'd be hanging. He'd be hanging a, a frame. Actually, wearing moo-moos. He'd yes. be hanging a frame Please, in the in the bedroom, and he'd come out, and he'd go, you know. There's a lot of activity I got to do in the bedroom. And she would go, well, that's the first time for everything. <laughs> and then when he would we deliver might have to have some Mr. Roper sound <laughs> popping in. He would deliver a line so, and say yeah. like that, like, and then just yeah. turn to the camera and smile. Yeah. So brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, she says to me, "You." long story short, she says, the King Philip's War mm-hmm. was fought all along that area. And specifically, where hmm. you are... On the banks of the Palmer River leading to Garrison Bay, there was some tremendous battles. There was tremendous loss of life right there. Subsequently, I found a stone marker right near my house, right down the street, that's a memorial to one of the militia groups or whatever was sent from that point right down at the end of the river, and they were massacred. So I looked it up. Guess She's what? telling you this. You didn't no, know. No, I looked it up subsequently. She told right. me about the fact that I lived on the shores oh, gotcha. of where where one of the very bloody battles of that war was fought, and wow. all the Indians kind of like hid out all along the Pavan River. Apparently, mm-hmm. well, the stone marker made me look at what that stone marker represented, and that battle. That particular, do you know that they stuck heads on spikes all along that river, so that Whoa. when so so that whenever the next canoes came up. To try to, or the boats came up to try to go to Nancy. They were to see heads on wow. stakes right behind my house. Holy moly. So she, go, she had said to me at the time, if you go out there with any sort of recording device, you'll pick up stuff. You'll pick up stuff. Wow. And that is where Ronnie and I had our UFO experience, by the way. We were standing right on the street, yeah. right by the Palmer River, right, the right near there, and we <clears throat> saw a weird light anomaly, mm-hmm. which we're going to get to more. Mm. So anyway, uh, I just thought that was. Uh, uh, That's fascinating. Yeah, isn't that cool? Well, it's actually awful. And I've been hearing footsteps in my house lately. <laughs> oh, man. We'll put a link. Still? Still more? Like, I don't want to talk about it. All right. We'll put a link to the Urban Legends by State in the show notes. Oh, thank and you. On thank the, you. Uh, and on the Adori app. Thank you for doing that, Producer Sweet. Dave. My personal producer. My person, the, the only one that's kind of odd to me is West Virginia. It says urban, top urban legend that, as it turns out, sauce is the same thing as gravy. I mean, I, I wouldn't have mm. thought that that, you know. It's a bunch mm. of bullshit right it's there. It's delicious. <laughs> Hampton, New, Ham- New Hampshire. We'll stick in New England. Hampton, New Hampshire. Goody Cole. I've never heard of Goody Cole, and I've played a lot of, I almost said, I almost said pocket pool. <laughs> I've played, <laughs> played a lot of. Um, well, I'm a master pocket pool player. <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the game with the uh, hockey, the hockey game, foosball and stuff? Oh, yeah. Played yeah. a lot of that at uh, the Hampton Beach uh, little Arcades there along oh, yeah. Hampton by Beach. The casino. Never heard of Goody Cole. Uh, Eunice Goody Cole was blamed for numerous local tragedies and accused of witchcraft on two occasions. Legend says the locals staked her heart to make sure she wouldn't bother them, but they continued to blame numerous events on her. Some say she still pays a visit from time to time. Mm. I love it. Uh, Salem, Mass, where I went to school, Salem State University. Oh, yeah. My alma mater. And the I can say trials. that for real now. The witch trials. Uh, one of the really amazing little details about the witch trials, they crushed the sheriff with because they at some point he got accused of either being a witch or defending witches. I don't remember exactly, but this is true. They crushed him, and he, while being crushed, he wouldn't say, I'm a witch. He was like, fuck you, basically. This is a witch hunt. <laughs> and he said, I'm not, you know, brave guy. He said, fucking crush me then. I'm not going to give it up. But as he was dying, he cursed Salem. Uh. And... 
he, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't the sheriff. They crushed this dude. I, I think it was just a dude. And because the sheriff was involved, he he cursed the law, the basically the sheriff of Salem and cursed Salem as he was crushed. And since that time, if you look it up, David, like tons of Salem police chiefs have died of horrible accidents and heart no. attacks. The Salem Police Department just burned down. No. As I remember the story, yes, because I went to school there, so I would always talk about it. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? David, have you found anything about the Salem Police Department or Salem Sheriff being cursed? Bit. Found a little bit, yes. So Giles Corey was a Salem farmer in 1692. He yes. and his wife Martha were accused of witchcraft because he refused to enter a, a plea of guilty or innocent he ah. was made to lie under a board as heavy stones were placed atop him mm. sheriff george corwin administered the That's torture he's the bad guy which was designed to make Corey enter a plea at the time people who did not plea could not technically be tried for a crime over the course of two days Corey was pressed by the sheriff and always answered more weight oh what a ballsy guy wow. when he finally died his estate passed to his sons if he had pled the estate would have gone to the government so he had a reason. So, According, yeah, he cursed, then he cursed Salem and the police department. According to some tellings, Corey used his last words to curse the sheriff and the town of Salem. Since then, the role of sheriff in Salem has come with a scary price. Wow. Good recall Holy on this, Matty. 1978, Sheriff Robert Cahill was forced to retire due to a developing a rare blood condition and heart problems. Would have been funny if it was just some STD. Oh, sorry. Yeah. After looking, <laughs> and then he, he after de, uh, looking into the history of the Department of the Sheriff's Office, he discovered a chilling pattern. The sheriff before him had also developed a rare blood condition. Oh the God. sheriff before that oh had died God. of a heart attack. Oh my God! And the sheriff before that. How is this and not the a documentary? Sheriff before that. How is this not a documentary? It should be right. Let's do it. Cahill wow. found that as far back as the records went, every Salem sheriff since Corwin had suffered some sort of heart or blood problems. So, so I remember that because I was a criminal justice major at Salem State University. And, and that came up? And I wanted to be a cop. And it was a running joke. Don't work with the sheriff's You know, it just, it would come up funny. Yeah. You know, like, oh, don't work with the sheriff's department and don't be a sheriff's deputy because, you know. And I very much wanted to be at the time, but yeah, I remember that story. Isn't that crazy? Wow. One more tidbit you'll enjoy. Local legends also hold that the ghost of Giles Corey appears at his graveside just before a catastrophe is about to strike Salem. Accounts from the Great Salem Fire of 1914 relate that a strange man was seen standing at the Corey grave the night before the disaster. Woo! So was he really a witch? Right? Got some skills. Maybe he was. Well, maybe he was. Maybe he was. Wow. A good witch. Um, all right, thank you, Ronnie, for that fantastic Ronnie report, catching us up with what's going on in the world the Ronnie report. <laughs> of alternative news. Um, all right, let's move on with, let's get to it, part two of our sound. Let's wrap this up, our Ohio Bigfoot expedition. When we last left you, uh, we had straight up light orbs we had a straight-up strange light experience in the I'm deep sorry, course Maddie. of Ohio. Yes. As a producer, I have to produce. <clears throat> Excuse <Yes>. me. <clears throat> Please. Previously on Monsterland. <laughs> Thank you. So that's where we kind of left off. Um, but the night got weirder. So this first clip, this is number two, clip number two, producer Dave. Um, I just want to set the scene that we had just literally, as if you remember from last week, and if you haven't heard last week's episode, definitely go back, please, and listen, because it sets up what's going to happen right now um, in the next couple of clips. We had literally just witnessed as a group uh, 
unexplainable light anomalies, a, a, a classic orb. It went from small red unexplainable lights to a floating orb. I mean, there's no other way I can describe it. And orange so, color too. Orange colored, mm. and it and it actually changed colors at one point. It did some weird movements. Three became one. Do you remember that? There was like yeah. there was almost like three vertical red lights, and then they became one and rose up in the air and it was floating through the tree line. And we were just like freaking out, like, oh my god! If you listen back to that last week's episode, you can hear the wonder and awe in our voices. So that light kind of goes away. And this next clip was taken seconds after that strange... So now the stakes are high. Now I'm no longer like, this is fun and cute. I'm like, I've just had an unexplainable light anomaly. You and Dr. Rebecca start directly feeling like you think you see eyes yeah. after the orbit. And then you, you and her feel like you're absolutely getting stalked. So that's this is seconds after the light anomaly. And I just think this clip is wonderful to kind of... The tension. <sighs> Highlight the tension that was yeah. in the air and, and uh, how, it, how it felt in that force at that time. Fuck, I'm getting the chills. I'm going crazy. Right now. Got right. the was just a... Oh, we're... we're prick a bush. Yeah, it's a prick... Ow. Oh, I just stuck uh, in my hand. Oh, my God. We just got attacked by a bug in a prick a bush. <laughs> Holy shit. We just I got tangled up by that. Me too. <laughs> you okay? It's right there. It's getting real still. It's incredible how still it gets out here. So imagine, if you will, you just saw an unexplainable light anomaly, and what happened was the three of us are walking, trying to go to that area, yeah. and we Deeper all got woods. pulled. We all got. It felt like we all got pulled back. Yeah, it hit my and, and my jacket. It felt like somebody grabbed my shoulder almost. Yes, like yes. I was like, whoa. So what it was, Dave, it was a long like pricker bush, and we had all walked in it in the pitch blackness, and all at the same time felt like a big pull as we tried to walk. We were all tangled up in it. So I just want play that again when she screams. So I just think this is so raw. Right. It was just a. <laughs> you can hear that. Oh, just the you know terror. So then, the 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 forest gets really quiet as you heard, and then you and Rebecca straight up. I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Now I didn't see it as you saw it. I saw movement at yeah. this next point, but you two. Okay, so she was telling me, and I was feeling like the energy from it that there were multiple ones in front of us. Right. Starting to flank, starting to move down. So which, I had moved. Which Jeff Byers was also saying, like, they're flanking. Yeah. He, I remember him going, like, yeah. they're, they're one here and there's one here. They're, yep. they're flanking us. Yep. So yeah. And, and I, so I was just starting to watch the woods. And you could see the trees, right, where right. black, just dark. Yep. And you can start seeing the light in between. Yep. So she, Dr. Foster was like, just watch in between the trees for right. movement. So you just kind of focus on one point. Instead of trying to scan around, if you focus on, focus on one point, you can actually see movement. And we both at the same time saw a shadow go yeah. from right to left through the course of the, like went through the trees. Yes. Tall, but did not make a sound. And we both okay. saw it at the same time. So, so I was like, what the f I can yeah. corroborate that, that uh, I speak, but I saw it peripherally. When you guys reacted yeah. to it and you're like, what the? Yep. I saw the last second of movement. 
That's yeah. all I can say. I don't. I, I don't. It was. It was okay. pretty awesome. Okay, <clears throat> so let's play that clip. Here, here's uh, Dr. Rebecca and Ronnie keying in on this, and she actually connects with it, according to her, yeah. connects with it mentally, and and tells you exactly who this was. That's her playing the uh, more sound effects, by the way. Positive, positive. That's not what. That's not what it sounds like. Oh my uh, god. She she will describe a increase in body temperature as she connects with these things. Yeah. So that's what she meant. It had nothing to do with my rugged good looks. Yeah, it's <laughs> hitting something right now. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like soaring up. That's her calling out. Lights came back at that point. All right, David. I think that's. I. I, I think I might have sent you a, an unedited clip. I apologize, but but that's the meat of it. When you two, <clears throat> when you two saw that together. Now, what I can corroborate is, and I, I would never say I saw a Bigfoot because yeah. I didn't see an eight foot tall hairy creature. But what I can corroborate is I saw movement at the exact same time you guys did. I was over your shoulder holding the phone out, mm-hmm. uh, so I was capturing what you guys were seeing. I saw the tail end of that movement, and I can tell you that where we were standing. In the depth of forest we were, and how close we were to that movement, there is nothing explainable on this earth or planet that I can think of that could move, no. make me see movement like that, and not make noise no. in those woods. It I was, mean, you can hear when we just take a step, it's loud. So it, I don't know. I, I don't know. So I feel like it's, can I just say this? Yeah. I feel like we walked into what would be a classic paranormal haunted forest if you will a haunted situation more than a cryptid creature of blood and 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 flesh and bones that felt like a haunting to me i would agree with that if we didn't have dr rebecca with us because she would have picked up on this is a spirit remember i'm with you we just went to dinner she picked up on a ghost okay so she her signature was that these things were male teenage and she called it she called like where they were and when they when she called an area something happened and when where we were um you know, she's like, we were, it was like a stare down. We couldn't see it, but you could sense there was something right on the opposite end of us, like 50 feet or mm-hmm. so, 60 feet at the most. Mm-hmm. And 
I kept on watching. I was like, okay. okay. And then we're both zoomed in and we saw this thing, you know, zip across. Now, you can hear you both like, yes, yes. You now, know, here's the thing. It was on two legs. It was tall. It was dark. It was like slender. It was not a big mass like a, a, a like a a deer or anything like that. This was standing on two legs, but it moved through all the trees in like one swooping motion and did not make a sound. But the black and then you could see it almost like becoming like another tree. Now this oh is this just goes into the whole metaphysical spiritual aspect of these things and what they can get kind of do and we didn't know this before we were really there no. but the ohio grass man is also known as the orange eyes orange what? eyes what so they were seeing these orange hold on eyes. so this entity around that area they locally call grass man the ohio, the ohio grass, grass man, man yeah. is known to have what orange eyes so we were seeing those eyes you know right there now, here's the other thing. and I, I, What might, is going on? We might catch this in the other clip coming up. But to the left, okay, so we're on that little road, and we're looking, we're facing the forest. But to yeah. the left, there's a little bit of patch of woods there as well. Yeah, that's right. I caught something. I swear, nine feet tall, like the top of its head. Now, I didn't see the whole body, but it was almost like it walked into the moonlight like it was cloaking and the light just caught it for a split second that I saw something walking, you know, like the top of its head, like a grayish mm. head to the left. Cause she was saying there's two here and there's another one to the, to the left. Like we're getting flanked. Holy shit. And I saw that movement right after this. I don't know if we, but thank you for not telling F. me at the time. Yeah. It was uh, crazy. Okay. So then I want you to put yourself in our shoes. I'd like to introduce you uh, monsters to Jeff Byers, who we talked about last week. He was one of our crew. Jeff Byers makes unbelievable. What's the name of his company? Let's plug so, his company, so first of all. Creature Replica. Creature Replica. Great Christmas gift it's for your kids. Amazing. If he you, makes Hollywood-level monsters. Bigfoots, you know. Yeti. Um, his company makes the, the... It's like the... like Modern day, you want to buy these toys. Like yes. I, I, my son, he gave us some when we left. Yes. For these, each of these. They're like, unbelievable. They're unbelievable. huge, and they're just... My phenomenal. My Hollywood son lost level. his mind. Yeah. And I lost my mind. So I'm like, so oh, get, no, I'm yeah. taking that. So we got the, the North, and he's got like the descriptions, like the North American Bigfoot, the Yeti, where it's Rougarou. Rougarou. Yeah. <laughs> so he's phenomenal. And yeah. he, as I said last week, was kind of our, because Russ was busy with Bob Gimlin right. um, doing his thing. Jeff became our kind of guide. Yeah, our leader for that. Our leader for yeah. that little group. And he's had tons of squatching experiences. Tons. He has stood within inches of a Bigfoot. Um, he had his son have an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. As I said last week, one of the best Bigfoot stories I've ever heard. Incredible. So we were, like, really looking to him for information. And he's from that, you know, he's experienced in that area. He knows where to go. He knows right. one particular area where there's tons of squat. So he was just kind of leading us. Well, this last clip here is where... All everything goes wrong. Again, put yourself in our shoes. And I know Jeff's like embarrassed by this, but he has nothing to be embarrassed uh, by he has at all. No reason. Because to he be. was the bravest of all of us, really. The most knowledgeable of all of us in that area. Anyway, you know your shit, but you know, he knew that oh, area. He was our leader, yeah. as you said, in that yeah. in that squatch. Hell yeah. Okay. But something happened. Now I want you to remember we had just seen unexplainable lights. We had just you two had just seen what you believe to be a Bigfoot. Yeah. I had seen the lights and orbs and some sort of movement. 
You could feel an energy. It was getting really quiet. It was wild, yeah. We keep walking. We find this access road that has led to some sort of generator. Yeah, like a pump house. Like I a think pump a, house or something. Yeah. So, And it's near the cabins, which is very... Correct, which mm. according to lore is a very active area. Yeah. These Bigfoot are coming around the cabins maybe to get food or who knows what. Been on Monster Quest and some other yeah, shows. Yeah, Monster Quest yeah. shot stuff up by there. Mm-hmm. But what you're about to hear, you'll hear the ambient noise of whatever this pump house was or whatever this generator was that was running. You'll hear the kind of the tail end of us saying, you know, we probably came out too far from the woods. Like there's a machine running here. There's ca- probably nothing's going to happen. At that point, I actually started feeling weird. Like, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the thought, and I say this, I think, on the thing. I, yeah. I was getting the thought, like, the message in my mind was enough. Mm. You guys have played around enough. Leave. Despite the fact that we were all saying, including me, like, yeah, nothing's going to happen here. Right. I was getting this feeling like, mm, and Jeff all of a sudden, almost like trance-like, starts walking up towards this house, mm-hmm. the, the, this thing that's making the noise, as if he's trying to find the, but he just kind of walks up ahead of us. Going up the hill, yep. And all hell breaks loose. And I'll play the clip. What you won't hear is the actual noise of whatever this is. Yes. You'll hear the after effects because I had shut off the thing, unfortunately, but then I hit it right away when all hell breaks loose. So I'll play it. We'll explain what happened, and then we'll play it again. Uh, Hit it, Dave. This is clip four. Okay. Second session. We are walking down an illegal abandoned road. I'm not supposed to be walking down. I wonder what's behind these houses. I don't know. It might be just nothing. I think there's too much traffic or something on this side. It's too thin of a... Yeah, yeah. Like, they wouldn't be up here. And they did... Like, they did say the cabin area was a high incident area. But, who knows... What the fuck was that? Did you guys hear that fucking thing come yeah, charging out? I did, I did, I did. Why are you running up? Everybody stop. Something just charged at Jeff. Holy fuck. And we all ran. I mean, I, I was totally unexpected that. I didn't think there'd be anything. It had to be an animal. Yeah, it was an animal. It had to be a big bear. All right, David, right stop it. I'll tell you right now. So, yeah. This was not. An animal. When I when okay. he was running, let, let me set the stage, yes. and then so you, you set the stage, right. and I'll yeah. What you just heard was we were walking in the bath, saying, "Oh, nothing's probably going to happen here. We probably came out too far. We lost whatever it was." I started getting a bad feeling. Jeff walks up ahead, and something came. I actually thought he threw something in the woods. You remember when you would throw, throw a rock in the woods? You yeah. hear kind of tumbling down. Sure. I heard that kind of tumbling sound, but something was coming out of the forest. It ran right fucking across Jeff's body and he just ran so imagine this it's pitch black but i can see kind of shadows it's a little lighter than where we were yeah i see this brave leader of us i see something i hear something crash i see something kind of shadowy run by him out of the corner of my eye and i just see him running i see his shadow running right at me and that and i hit record again and i just joined him in the run 
and you can hear him going like, "Did you see that fucking thing just come at me?" And then and then you hit us. We started running. We're we all started so laughing. We're running and laughing, but it wasn't funny, really. You know. But here's the thing. I looked back, so you're, you know, Jeff's up ahead, then right. you, then me, and Dr. Foster. I see him start running, and I look behind him, no. and there is a black figure, I swear to you, dude, crouched down on all fours. It wasn't an animal. It was, it was like the teenager one that she was talking about, the male teenager, I think it was. It was all black. It was on all fours, making it look like an animal. Jesus. But it was like, those are the, that's what they'll do. Like, they'll... Like you're saying, enough. Be done. That's how I felt. And, and then and Ronnie was, told oh. me that he right because I kept laughing and going. And you'll actually hear. I think in this next clip, if it's edited correctly, yeah. um, some of these aren't edited like I thought they were when I sent them to you, Dave. And I apologize. I don't know why that happened. But um, I had these very cleaned up and tight. Yeah. But I say, is there some? I asked actually asked Jeff at one point, is there some phenomenon that you've heard of that during a sighting or immediately after sighting people get? slap happy and almost like punch drunk yes. and like almost high because that's how I felt. I was scared. I knew it wasn't right, but we kept laughing. It was like silly. And it, I wonder if that was part, if that's part of fear too, where that's like that a you huge just start, part of it, a right? huge part of it. And I know he was an experience, as I said, probably slightly embarrassed. And again, dude, any human being oh in that moment would have, Run and we joined. By the Same. way, we joined. I oh. outran him. I outran him. Like so, you know, like, he couldn't get up to me. <laughs> he had a head start. And he couldn't get up to me. Run, Maddie, run, run. But Maddie. we heard this. We heard this crashing yes, through the woods. It was terrifying. After what we just been zip, through. Yeah, and then him zipping, and I look right behind him, and I see this this figure crouch down. I was like, uh, holy shit! And thank you, oh my, for God. not telling me that because that night I looked at Ronnie and I go. You saw something, did you? And you're like, uh-huh. But you knew not to tell me <laughs> in that did, moment because we're on that access road in the dark, and I'm kind of losing you're my so shit. You're so right. You're so you right. You knew I not did. to say anything, right? And, and Dr. Foster saw the same thing. Fuck. The crazy thing was, like, with her, like, the energy, it was great because I always mm. kind of feel like I can do some of this stuff that I'm, I'm like, learning, and yes. it was almost confirming, like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was like a double proof. Right. And... We ended up seeing the same stuff because we kept on like looking in the same area, and she saw the same thing that I described. So it was wild. Dave, uh, just point of order. Um, you've already made a, a producer, Dave. I just want to chuck. Uh, you've already made yes, a sir. You've already made a sound drop of Dr. Rebecca saying, "I'm getting so hot." Right. <laughs> um, yes, and thank you, thank a um, a mashup of you. Uh, her, her, and then the reason why she got hot was because she heard this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a massive of source. Oh my goodness. Um and this is the same <clears throat> clip. I just want you to hear it again. And I think I think this one actually if I edit it correctly again, uh I'm not sure, but I think this one then kind of goes ahead and you'll hear us kind of getting and me Sorry. ask are we slap happy? But oh, I yeah. want you to hear Jeff running now that you know what it is. Now that you know that something just mm. literally came right across his body after going through what we went through in the woods that night. And, and this is just, this is someone that's experienced and has yes. gone through this over and over and over again. It's the fact that it never he, gets, it never gets like old. It's always intense and scary like this. And, and Ronnie, to your point, it's a great point. The fact that he ran. What the f was that? Why did you hear that fucking thing come yeah, charging I did, out? I did, I did, I did. Everybody stop. Something just charged it, Jeff. Holy f And we all ran. I mean, I, I, I was totally unexpected that. I didn't think there'd be anything. It had to be an animal. Yeah, it was an animal. 
had to be a big bear. Deer, oh, had to be a deer, right? Because we were just sitting here saying, like, we won't be able to hear anything anyway, and all of a sudden it charged, something charged out. <laughs> he ran. He was loud and shit. Like, if you can Jeff, you every, I was retreating <laughs> with... He was trying to protect us <laughs> with extreme prejudice. No, Holy shit. Out of anyone in this group that I thought would run, Jeff would be the last. <laughs> He's been the bravest one until right then. Holy shit. too relaxed. I thought there's no way anything. Yeah, right, right, right. I'll worry about it later. When I saw running at me, I was like, oh no, what is happening? I heard it too. I heard it. And I thought it was you throwing something. Well, I? I thought it was something I thought it was fell. you throwing something. But it was too, it, it was hitting the They same. wouldn't be hanging up here, right? Ronnie's quiet, notice. Well, that's that big hill right there. What, what, what? Are you getting, like, light eyes? Oh, f***. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we going back to where something just charged him? I know. <laughs> right. Kudos to Jeff. He walked that right back. Yeah. Well, I swear, I thought something was coming out. I thought there yeah. was something in the road. I heard some crackling, and then I go, oh, he just threw something, and he just turned. Yeah, and, and then he turned and ran. We ran away like 12-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I can't run and laugh at the same time. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, Let's move this, it up here on the left. This is the wrong place to be if we've got to run that way. Right. It, something's moving up here on the left, but it's just... Did you hear it? What'd you hear? Did you just hear that right next to you? Nope. What was it? Just too busy laughing. It was. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Uh, I was laughing so hard. Is there a thing where people get slap happy in front of Sasquatch? Probably. Maybe. I'm wondering. <gasps> yeah, yeah, right? Oh. Jeff? I think the, si- the scientific term for that phenomenon is the Scooby-Doo effect, yeah. uh, Matt, <laughs> Matty, right? Uh, by the way, Jeff was never seen again. Yeah, we lost him. <laughs> 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 uh, Jeff definitely more than saved face. If you know, Not that he had a reason to be uh, embarrassed, but uh, he went right back to where it happened. And I'm like, you can hear me going, why are we doing this? And then Ronnie's quiet, and he's going, I see something. And I go... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just like, enough. This night's been too long already. Oh, my gosh. Right. So there you go. So in summation, what an incredible, incredible life-changing right? experience for me. I mean, I, 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 I you know, like I've I, had, we were ahead. smack dab in the middle of several Bigfoot around us. Like we had, a, it was not like, you know, you had a psychic medium that can actually, she's like, I can see their faces. I can mm. see what they look like mm. and the energy and all this stuff. So mm. it was pretty wild. The only thing that didn't happen to me was I did not see a large, hairy creature. You know, that right. clearly, I didn't right. have the, the Patterson Gimlin yes. film. But I had unexplainable, fundamentally unexplainable events happen to me in the deep woods of Ohio. And I had feelings that I didn't expect, I kind of hoped for. Or maybe mm. dreaded, um, and I'll tell you, you, you'll remember those feelings again oh. when they come back. You'll be like, "Oh shit!" The lights to me, and the silence of the the lack of sound in the yeah. deep woods for yes. whatever that was to me is simply unexplainable. And if, right. as I've said before, I challenge not challenge. I ask any monster out there 
who has an explanation, I would love to hear it. And I would love to, because if you can explain it to me, because there have been things that I have believed or, or thought very strongly. And then yeah. someone says, well, there is this phenomenon called blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, well, okay, then that could be it. But I mean, does that explain X, Y, Z? I would love to hear something that, because I... This I, thing went from, from right to left, and Dr. Foster started as well, 15 to 20 feet without making a sound. Not a sound. Like floated over the freaking ground. It doesn't make any sense. And then if you think about just the, the just what happened to us that one night alone in the right. two nights we were there, you know, you have unexplainable lights, unexplainable, really intense feelings. You have sightings. You two had a straight up, you know, you believe you saw what you saw. You have something explode out of the woods at a very experienced Bigfoot researcher, and he sprints away, all of us and do. We, I mean, and, we, and we left too soon because the yep. next night we were oh. supposed to stay, and we couldn't do it. We both couldn't. We, there's no way that we could pull it off. Tea time. What? So, <laughs> so they went back to that same spot, and we're going to have them both on and talk about that experience, but they saw a figure that was about 10 feet tall Jeez. step onto the road black like like mama or daddy or whoever but now something crazy. else that happened that we should talk about we should post to they took a picture of the lake the water source oh yes and now they asked for I something a, too they asked for something took a picture show us proof and i see a big what looks like to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ronnie, a big Indian face. Yes. It looks a, like the face of an Indian. Yeah, there's it's, a circle, like a Sasquatch in the middle, and there's Indian faces all around. There's, it's, wait, it's, I didn't see that. Oh, oh dude. Okay, show it to me again. I'll I got to see, see it. We'll, we'll post this picture. I yeah. see I see a giant like Native American man face. Yes. Um, which is incredibly chilling. But suffice to say, they went back up there and had a, and had a sighting right where we were. Yeah, and amazing. God. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, so she and she drew some pictures of what she saw, so we can maybe share those on our uh, socials too. It's unbelievably what you would want if you were going to go on one of these weekends or trips or hikes or squatching or. And then the people we met uh, again to thank Russ Acord, who was phenomenally generous with us, getting us access to yes. Bob Gimlin, which you're going to hear in thank seconds you, here. Russ. And um, meeting all those people, Dr. Rebecca, Jeff Byers, we just can't thank you all enough. Love Ohio. Love the people there. Um, and, boy, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm literally ambivalent. I'm split in half. Like, I, uh, half of me is dying to get back out in those oh, yeah. woods, and the other half of me is like, uh, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I definitely want to go back. And, you know, the other Ooh. thing, too, uh, Dr. Foster was talking about when she was in her cabin that she was getting, when she was dreaming, uh, the image of somebody walking up to her cabin window. Oh, that's right. And she was like, that's right. oh, God, please don't tell me Sasquatch can do this, too. And I was like, yeah, I think they can. Now, wait, I don't see. So this one's tough. Like, uh, Wait, there? Is that what you see? Where um, do you see it? Oh, shit, I keep fucking. <laughs> so it's kind of, it was weird where I was actually seeing, like, right in the center, there's, like, a face. And maybe... I saw a big Indian face. Now I don't yeah. see it. And I think what they did is he uh, he might have cropped this photo and Hold zoomed on. in. You I, might have the I have the image. original. Let me, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that and link to it. Um, yeah. But let's get, to, let's get to Bob Gimlin. Let's do it. This is the long-awaited. The long-awaited interview. Uh, sit down. Me, Ronnie, Bob Gimlin, the man who was there. 
when Roger Patterson shot the video of the now famous Patty, the Bigfoot, it survived over 50 years of scrutiny, and we get to hear from the man himself. It was quite a moment, Ronnie, getting to sit down with him, right? It was awesome. All right, here he is, Bob Gimlin. Okay, so Bob, in my career, I've been blessed. I've been able to interview my favorite television stars, rock stars, but interviewing you is really incredible for me because my first real impactful television memory is being a little kid in the 70s and seeing In Search Of and seeing your film. So sitting here now as a 40-something-year-old man, that film captured my imagination as a little boy. Do you ever look back and think of the lives that that film has, has radically changed and the impact it had? Well, I really never did, except just recently I realized that it made a great impact on a lot of folks. And at the time, I never thought anything about it. It just it was just everyday things. And uh, uh, But being here with you guys, I, I realized the impact that, that it had uh, and uh, the, the importance that, that that film footage was to so many people. Like you were a little boy yeah. when... When you first saw it, yeah, and, and you were impressed by it, changed my life. I mean, it, it, seeing that creature turn and look at me, yeah, it, it just changed my life. You know, as a little boy, like, what is that? And then well, she it, didn't look at you; she looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> looked at the grand us, I guess. Uh, well, I'm, I, I'm a, I apologize. <laughs> that's um, and that's the other thing about you is your humor and your grace. I've been watching you these last couple of days deal with the fans. I'm learning a lot from how you handle people because people approach me with their opinions about Oak Island and they come at me and they go, this is what's happening. And I know and I know people do that to you and you, yeah. you handle it with such grace. Like, how do you how do you do that? Well, you know, I'm I'm 88 years old besides. And I was 31, 36 years old, uh, two days before the uh, film was made, and so that was um, kind of a birthday present for me back then, and I never even realized it, because the first 36 years of that film footage, I took a lot of ridicule, and so then, then I went to a conference. It was a great trip, so that's what got me started back to come to conferences, and so I've been doing it since 2003. And uh, enjoying it, meeting guys just like you two yeah. fellers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's 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 an honor for me to be here with you guys. Yeah, really, an honor. I know you've told the story a million times, but we have some people that listen. Some of our monsters, we call them. Some of our fans who might not know the story. Walk us through that day. Okay, Roger and I started riding out that morning. It was a Saturday morning, sun shining. And uh, we were going to go back about a 36 miles further on back because we'd already covered the areas around for 20. We'd been there for 20 days or 19 days. And this was the 20th day. And so we decided to pack up a little pack horse that we had there and travel back uh, further back about 35, 36 miles further back. And uh, we were about four and a half miles from where we were camped. Sun was shining bright. Uh, it was a Saturday, and Roger was taking pictures of all of the leaves changing and the red and yellow colors, and uh, and me leading the little pack horse, and uh, we were just riding along the creek, and didn't think a darn thing about seeing one at all, and come around a bend in the creek, 
and there one stood on the other side of the creek. So then, you know, everything just broke loose. Everything was just wild for a few, for a short time, you know, the length of the film footage. And so uh, Roger, he got, he was riding in front of me about two horse lengths. And he had a little hard time getting off his horse. The horse was jumping around up and down. And Roger always kept one uh, buckle off his saddlebag open so if he needed to the camera out and so he finally got the camera out and started running across the creek and here I'm sitting there just looking uh, and holding on to my horse because he was acting up too and so uh, Roger kind of stumbling there was a little raise on the other side of the creek and Roger kind of stumbling fell down and uh, then he got up and uh, uh, that's when you first see the shaky part of the film footage and he got up and stabilized himself on a on a down uh, uh, a, a log that was halfway uh, covered up with sand and uh, debris, and uh, then then he decided to he had to get in a better area to be able to get a, a, a better sure. picture. So he said, "Hey Bob, cover me." Well, we had rifles in our saddle ba- saddle scabbards, and I rode across the creek. And when I stepped down off the horse and pulled the rifle out, that's when it made that turn to look at me at that angle there. And I never did raise the rifle up to the shoulder. I just, because it never did turn around, you Hmm. know, it just kept right on walking away. And uh, I just wanted to see it. I mean, see more of it. Yeah. And so by then it was getting quite a little ways away. By the time I rode across the creek and stepped down off the horse, and then it didn't take long, it disappeared up a little canyon. So, Bob, okay. since since you've seen Patty, what do you think? You know, I, I've heard interviews with you, and you talk about them as being the forest people or the mountain people. Yeah. Do you feel that they are more human than they are animal? What's your take on it now? Well, basically, the way I'm at right now, I feel they're a lot more human than animal. Mm. I don't even feel there's any animal in them at all. Really? They're just forest people that live out there and don't need anything that we need. Yeah. Uh, And so... uh, uh, they probably laughing at us, saying those those hairless guys, they need a lot of stuff. They need they need to wear clothes, and they wear they need to wear shoes. Right. The, the softies, little bunch of wumps. <laughs> uh, but but you know, it's hard to put yourself in their perspective to yeah. think what they're thinking. But you know, I strongly believe that they were brought here. Long before human beings. Mm. And now you mean brought by UFOs, or do you think? You know, that is a big question. Yeah. I think that I feel they were brought here by ships. Really? Yes. See, that's I'm I'm with you on that theory that Bigfoot is more than what we think it is. It's not necessarily flesh and blood. It is, but it has some other abilities. People talk about mind speak and all these different things, and. Sasquatch Bigfoot sightings were in hot spots that are UFO hot spots. So yeah. that's that's amazing that you do believe that. Well, I believe that real strongly because mm. I call them forest people, and uh, and I don't call them its or they or, right. or, or well, I call them they sometimes. But you know, I I just I've got such a strong feeling for for these forest people mm. that uh, they say well they throw things at you. 
Well, they want you to leave the area. Right. I mean, they don't want they you there. At you, that's time to get up and leave. Yeah. Because they're forest people. They've got domains of their own to protect. And, right. And so, uh, uh, you know, so just leave the area and let them be. One question I've always wanted to ask you, Bob, is when we talk about your film, we always talk about the moment you, you, you filmed it. Yeah. And then we kind of jump forward in time, you know, all the after effects of it. I've always wondered what it felt like. Because you guys were in deep, right? You were far from camp when you oh, shot yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So there had to be a time where you found this, you found Patty, you filmed it, you yeah. had that experience, and then you had to ride back yeah. through the forest for a long time. What was that ride like? Were well, you scared? Were you waiting for it, right? Were you waiting for it again? We always skipped that part. No, I didn't. I'll tell you what. I, I never did experience much fear. It was excitement, a lot of excitement, to really see one and to know that they really did exist. Yeah, because I had witnessed footprints and all that kind of stuff. But to really see one and walk away and upright in a huge, huge, big muscle-bound creature, it was really something else. And, and so we talked about what Roger didn't see near as much as I did, of course, because he was in the camera. And we, he, we talk about what he saw and what I saw. And, and naturally, I saw a lot more than Roger did. And so, uh, uh, and then the smell, we talked about the smell. And he, he, uh, he was a little bit different on the smell than me, but that's natural. Yeah. Uh, because I've had a lot of work done on my face and my nose and stuff, and uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, uh, but you don't agree on everything, right? Sure, right. And uh, but we did agree that it was one and it was real. And Bill Munns uh, worked on some uh, measurements, and he said that uh, by the shadows of the trees and the different things that he'd measured over a bunch of years, it stood seven foot two and three quarters of an inch tall. How do you kind of deal with the people who've come out over the years and said, you know, well, I sold them a suit, or I, you know, it was this, it was fake. Each and every person that talks to me has got a little bit different, and uh, and I listen as much as I can, and uh, sometimes I listen a lot, and and it fits it fits the the aroma of everything that that I think about, and some of it doesn't fit anything. Mm. So I kind of wonder if uh, if it was real. You know, it's natural for me to wonder if it was not if it was real, but if the situation was real. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Right. But you know, you know, in your heart and mind, what you experienced. Oh so, yes. So no matter what anyone says to you, you just go, "All right. Well, I can just tell you what I went through, right?" And you know that. Yeah. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. And see, we were called down there for three different sizes of footprints around a piece of equipment. That's why we were, why I went down there. And uh, so uh, we didn't know whether there would be three of them. Well, like Roger says, hey, I don't know. You know, the other two might be up in the woods there somewhere. And uh, maybe she was a decoy or, Mm. you know, there's so many ifs about what went on there that that, uh, we can just pick whatever one we want. Yeah, yeah. You know, choose. 
And so that's kind of the way it stands. Would you do anything differently in terms of just the occurrence with Patty? Like how you handled that moment? Looking back, would you do anything different? I don't think so because I was just kind of a setting observer until I got down off the horse. And I was still just an observer. You know, I didn't handle the camera or nothing. And when Roger said he had to relocate and asked me if I could cover him, because he didn't know whether it would turn around and come after him or come after me or what. So I stepped down off the horse, pulled the rifle out of the scabbard, and just held it down. And uh, I always, from deer hunting, I always have a, a, a snap in back of my belt when the with a lead rope with a lead rope from the horse so the horse can't leave me oh, right. and I, yeah. I learned that from deer hunting with a we don't know how to hunt off a horse get down to shoot and uh, sometimes the horse don't they leave well they could only leave so far because the rope was only about 12 feet long hooked to the bit of the horse and and so it couldn't leave me now do you think that we are going to learn more about what Bigfoot is in the next few years with with the UFO thing that's you know coming out now. The Navy's admitting these things are real. We don't necessarily know what they are, but I think that curiosity is going to carry on into Bigfoot, where the public's going to want to know what is Bigfoot. Do you think we're going to find out ever what they are, who they are? Yes, I do. I think we're kind of at the threshold of of learning because so many people are aware now and they're getting out and in the force and they're making contacts with them. And I even talk to people that claims they communicate with them. And I speak, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you feel any of that with Patty? Did you feel any? Well, I didn't have time. It was so quick. Everything was quick. She was moving away. And the excitement and everything was just beyond control, really, what it was. Because when I first saw her, geez, they really do exist. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I was kind of down the middle of the road, except for the footprints and stuff. And Roger had played a lot of cassette tapes of testimonials of different people that had witnesses of, of not very many sightings itself but different things that went on with the animals and the, and the chicken coops and sure, the, right. and whatever you know whatever means it was and so uh, I knew that uh, I was pretty sure there had to be something there but I never expected it to be a giant hairy cupboard and then it oh then it <laughs> then it was a witness it became evidence that it was a female on top of that, see, because right. the mammary glands, I didn't know whether that was just a big chest or what, you know. Mm. And so yeah, there was this natural for me not to know. Uh, we have some fan questions. If you don't mind, people sent us in questions. I'll just give you a couple. Um, Crystal wants to say to you, Bob, I, I've had the opportunity to hear you speak on multiple occasions. Your encounter is amazing. Uh, I know he's mentioned before, but I can't recall. Roger was ahead of him, but how far was he from Patty? And what were your first immediate thoughts when you saw her? Okay, Roger was about two horse lengths, which would be about 12 feet, riding in front of me. And I was back of him leading the pack horse. And uh, uh, so when we come around this downfall root system of trees, the creek had kind of rerouted itself around it. And there's a kind of a dam back there where it, uh, in 63 and 64, the the, the stuff that washed down off the mountains and stuff 
made a dam, and then that's where the soil was mm. uh, back up there. I learned that later on. I didn't know it at the time. Sure. But so uh, when when she was walking on this level, uh, and the creek and everything was right there then, and it's all changed now, of course. But you know, uh, my first thought was, God, these things really do exist, and. Uh, so it just kept right on walking away. I never missed a stride over uneven land, and it averaged 46 to 48-inch steps. And I've tried to get uh, guys to do that. I put tape on the floor at some conventions and picked out the tallest guy like Russ or whoever yeah. and say, would you come up here and walk across that just normal? I've never had a guy that didn't have to stretch out a little bit to walk that step. Unbelievable. And some of the guys were well Big over dudes. six foot tall. Yeah. Um, Paul wants to know if you ever had another experience like on a Bigfoot hunt or anything like that, uh, uh, if you ever heard any vocalizations or wood knocks or anything else other than that Patty incident. I've heard numbers of stuff. Really? Yeah. Uh, three of us guys were up at a camp at a place called Bumping Lake. Now, this Bumping Lake is a reservoir for irrigation system for the valley. And there's a dam there. And uh, and then there's places where people can uh, bring their boat. And there's lots of human beings around. And so, uh, but back where we were at, there were three of us camped there. And we were just sitting there by a campfire. And across the road, the road is about 30, 40 feet wide, we heard something walking. Well, we just thought it was a human being out in the middle of the night walking, and we didn't know why they would be walking over in the trees. And so when it got right even with us, it let out a blood-curdling scream that would just lift you right up out of your chair. Wow. The guy that was the closest, he had a big German Shepherd dog. He said, I'm getting the hell out of here. And he took a run for his rig and got in his rig and started up and was going to leave. And the next guy, he ran to his tent to get a recorder to record it. And here old Bob sits there, and I, I thought, God dang, I'll get up and, and see what I can do. So I ran out in the road. And I let out the best I could yell. You did. And and um, by then it was quite a little ways away because we could still hear it walking. And it let, yelled back at me with wow. another scream. And I thought, geez. So I was supposed to leave and go for a backcountry horse yard sale. Uh, and um, so I just set my tent up and thought if it comes back through here, uh, I don't know what will happen. Mm. You know, um, I didn't have a camera or anything, but I just wanted to hear it again. And so I stayed there all night and got up the next morning at 4 o'clock and left and went on down to the yard sale. But it, it never did come back through that night. Well, Bob, uh, we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts, and we'll let you go and, and get some rest here. But um, I know you mentioned earlier you know, that it was difficult for you for a time. In the end... If you had the choice to be there or not, was all this worth it? Are you glad it was you? Hey, guys. 
to meet you guys and all these wonderful people and all the conferences I've decided to go to since 2003, it was worth it. Now, before that, John Green come into my living room 10 years before I decided to go. And I said, not, no, but hell no, I wouldn't want it to happen again. And then I go, uh, Dmitry Banoff came from Russia to to uh, have some time with me and they had a they had a conference down in Willow Creek, California and I went there and there was 12 of us there to speak and so when I got up and spoke all 450 people stood up and said hey and I thought holy moly this is a whole different ball game awesome. than up at home where they give me a bad time all the time about it sure and and so then 2003 is what changed my whole attitude and everything. So I've been going to conferences ever since 2003. What's your life like now day to day when you're not being Bob Gimlin, when you're just Bob the Cowboy? What do you do day to day? What's your life like? Oh, I get up and feed the horses. And uh, and if it's a day where I'm going to ride a little bit or I'm going to harness and drive, I I get up and do that and uh, enjoy it. I don't have very many horses left. I've only got four horses left, and they're all broke except one to either ride, pack, and drive. I don't leave a horse just with one job to do. They got more than one job to do. <laughs> I love it. And uh, I grew up that way, and I'm still that way, and I enjoy horses. I love horses, and, and uh, a lot of people says, well, you're the horse whisperer. I say, I'm the furthest thing from a horse whisperer that ever came. I said, the guy that said he was a horse whisperer, he's so full of it, he don't even know. <laughs> he don't even know what to do with a horse. And I said, I handle horses like I would a six-year-old child. I handle horses with the most respect and care that I can give them. Mm. And if, if they fight back, then I fight back. <laughs> and if they get on rate, then I get on rate. But until then... We're buddies. Right. You said something that, you know, you had pulled the gun out, and you're watching it, and it had turned around when it heard you pull the gun out. If it turned around again, would you have shot it? Well, right now, i say no. Mm. But then, I probably would have. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it would have been self, you know, self-defense. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Bob, so much. We appreciate your time. And, uh... Is that all I'm worth? Thank you. Two dollars. Have you got a quarter to go with this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Bob, on behalf of my partner, Ronnie LeBlanc, I know how it changed his life. It impacted me at a young age. Um, We can't thank you enough for the time and your insights. And just meeting you was an honor, sir. Well, it's an honor to be here with you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bob. Anyway, it's been an honor. That's an interview, my friends. Unbelievable interview with the great Bob Gimlin. Uh, Ronnie, while we're doing the interview, I found more yeah. sound of Jeff Byers running away oh, no from way. whatever that thing was. Yes, hit it, David. <laughs> Stunning. He's going to kill you. Stunning. <laughs> Stunning audio. Uh, Again, I beseech everyone to understand that <laughs> I literally outran him <laughs> and, and probably elbowed him out of the way. <laughs> On my oh cowardly my run. And I'll add, he went back to the site. I was he sheepishly did. like 20 feet behind him going, why are we doing this? <laughs> so that's all you need to know about me and Jeff Byers. Um, 
Okay, let's do a quick version, because I just have to read this headline oh my God. of uh, another wonderful segment here. Hey, monsters, you mad? Well, you're going to be, because it's time for another controversial Ronnie post. <laughs> Ronnie, do you have that uh, post? I've, I've, I've misplaced it. Oh, uh, which, which one are you? Uh, I, think, you know. I think I know which you know. one you're talking about. Hold on. You know. Let me, let me pull it the, up. The uh, deep research, the deep field research piece uh, from, I believe it was Harvard Medical, maybe, that posted oh, this. It could have been uh, Mount Wachusett Community College, Har- for all we know. Uh, yeah, I think probably more like a Harvard or a Yale or mm. um, some sort of deep research uh, think tank. No, no, it was World Daily News. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you post, Ronnie? Read that oh, headline so, for us. Uh, first mermaids attack, wanting a little something, something. Now Sasquatch has Roman hands and Russian fingers. What's next? Nessie? And the headline of this article? Colorado. Hunter claims he was sexually assaulted by a Sasquatch. All right. <laughs> I read that one, Ronnie. That it, was, it was very detailed. He said, mm-hmm. and then he tore my underpants, and then... But honestly, what do you make of that? Because there was a photo of a huge Bigfoot <laughs> footprint. Completely fake, or what? Uh, a lot one of, people, of our monsters said it looked fake. Yeah, a lot of people It saw looked too perfect, print. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh. do we have, in all seriousness, Ronnie, in your research, um, I know the alien world has a lot of sexual things happen with a lot of witnesses. Yeah. Um, that comes up all the time, and it always is difficult to process that because a lot of those witnesses, while they seem, uh, a, a percentage of those witnesses just seem like they're dealing with sexual trauma. Right. But there are a small percentage that are compelling UFO witnesses that claim that type of activity. In the Bigfoot world, do we have any such claims, uh, any history of such claims? There are a few stories, mm. and the, it's just kind of tough to... <laughs> are you from these parts? I picked you some flowers. What's your sign? Bigfoot Aquarius. Bigfoot like long walks on the pond. Oh my goodness. Do you have any kids from a previous relationship? Because Bigfoot isn't down with that. I, I love how this article starts. Is Bigfoot cousins with Cookie Monster? By the way? <laughs> this is for Sasquatch. Uh. Do you know when I was on the Maddie and Nick show, the old radio show I did, I was trying to do Freddy Krueger one time. Oh. Do you remember this? Oh, yes. 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 And it's and it sounded like Jimmy Durante. Yes. I so think we've done it on this podcast. So it's Freddy Durante. Freddy Durante. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill you, kids. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what they say. If you have big feet, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, my God. 57-year-old man was walking to his hunting cabin on Sunday to see if he had suffered any damage during the winter. All of a sudden, a large gorilla-like creature dropped from a tree in front of him and punched him in the face. Ooh. Knocked him out. That's an aggressive hashtag. Him too. When I when I regained consciousness, <laughs> he had already torn my pants and was tearing through my underwear. Oh, oh sweet Jesus! Yeah, I that's s- the part I remember. I yeah, stabbed him in the yeah. shoulder with my hunting knife, and that made him run away. Whoa! Yeah, those prints look really fake. They do. Yeah, it's a shame. I thought those two kids had a chance together. <laughs> uh, they they were able to get an ID on the Bigfoot. His last name was Weinstein. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Now, thank you. 
Um, you know, if you are going to make up a Bigfoot encounter, though, to play devil's advocate here in defense of this witness, why would you add sexual assault? I would think that would bring you nothing but ridicule. You know what I mean? Unless he's trying to do a Pornhub. <laughs> well, that Stink report, if I remember, <laughs> Ronnie, yes. the report concluded rather matter-of-factly that it is more likely that the creature was simply a large hairy man or something like yeah, that. Right, right, yes. right. And so right. Yeah. the other possibility is yeah. the guy was blackout drunk and there really was a huge guy who just beat the shit out of him yes. and maybe did rip his un- underwear. Correct, whatever, right. <laughs> or maybe it was a Bigfoot attack and there was, it wasn't sexual in nature and his underwear happened to be ripped. You right. know, you yeah. go there. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Let's move on, shall we? When I rip underwear, <laughs> I'm always very tender. We're through the looking glass here, people. Yeah, we're, we're, we're bearing the lead. Uh, the guy's full of shit. No, uh, all right, uh, let's do a quick monster mail. We are, we are now like three weeks behind on many monster mail. We are. But we we, we're, these episodes are so chock full of sound and stuff. Let me just explain to the monsters out there that when I listen to a podcast, and Ronnie, I know you agree with this, mm. and Producer Dave, I know you agree, you know, the mail segments, the mail bags, the communication with the audience is all fun and everything, but if I'm going to zone out anywhere, it's, it's going to be... for monster mail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's just get to it, Maddie. But I'm just saying that uh, if anything can go, I feel like, in an episode, yeah. it, it the mail we can do anytime. We can right. do an entire episode of, of mail bags. We don't have... Get the I mean, chance to get Bob Gimlin or do these... Right, and these yeah. incredible pieces of sound. This yeah. is a rare two-parter. So we will get back to you, Monster Mails. Please don't stop sending them. It's not that we don't care. We want to talk with you. We love what you have to say. But we're just uh, making cuts here so we don't have four-hour-long podcasts. Mm. That's all. All right, so let's do a little Monster Mail without further ado. Now it's time for Monster Mail. This comes from our good friend Aaron, a Aaron. A-A-Ron. Uh, now, okay, this is what we teased at the beginning of the episode. Uh, can we scroll up a little, Dave, or like down, rather, to see his com- I'm sorry, that way, uh, to see his comment? Oh, no, we don't. Um, go, oh, you know what? Go back. I think I... Oh, yeah, okay, so A-A-Ron says, Guys, what do we think of this? Could easily be faked, but guy seems legit. Could be a great actor, but still creepy nonetheless. Nonetheless. Now, the description of the video, the video was posted by Bronwyn Gilbert... Bronwyn Gilbert on July 3rd. It's got 8 million million. views. And it says, this is for anybody saying they'll ever work in a cemetery on a night shift for 80 bucks an hour. Is it still worth it? Well, I just think this is a perfect way to end a Halloween episode. And I I haven't seen this. You've seen this. Ronnie and David haven't seen this. So what you're going to hear, this guy is a security guard at a grave site. A graveyard slash mausoleum slash chapel it's where dead people are and he's apparently getting activity and sound and you'll hear him alternately go into one of the mausoleums where the people are buried and you know a slid into the wall if you will you know what i mean we don't know where this is right i don't know where he seems to have a southern accent so i imagine it's down south Mm -hmm. now uh that happens and then he goes into the chapel and there's a terrifying incident in the chapel which you will hear okay what I want to point you guys' attention to for, for now that we're watching it is when he's first walking up here, you're going to see someone on the right. And he's going to make reference to that later in the video. The video is only two minutes long. Oh. But he's going to make, because I remember watching it in live time going like, oh, there's a person there. That's yeah. probably me. He didn't see that person. He's by himself. In live time. Whoa. He only saw it when he went back and looked at the video. So is it a ghostly figure? Think about this what you want, but it is terrifying to listen to, and it is great acting if it's faked. So... 
I'm actually hearing something banging on the door. I'm hoping I'm going to catch this son of a bitch. Oh. Bear with me, guys. Um, okay, I'm back. Door was open again. Hello, security. Maddie, hit the lights. Okay. I don't know how the hell they keep opening these. Hello? Oh, that's better. Yeah. Um. Hey, you need to come out. I'm not playing anymore. I don't know where the hell these people are or where. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, call. All right, guys, um, there was somebody standing in the corner. I just saw that when my video uploaded, and what the fuck? The lights are flickering on and off. Hang on a second, guys. So, don't know what the hell is going on here, but I'm about to check this out. Okay, guys. I'm really not sure what's going on here. Whoa. Yeah, I'm fucking done. Um, <laughs> this is some spooky fucking shit going on here. Um, what? Did you the... hear that scream? Nope. This is why my security officer fucking quit. Whoa. I mean, it is. Yeah, there's a little more. Yeah, there's another noise here. No, it's all right. The video's. My security officer fucking quit. Um, just so y'all can be witness here, I'm checking all this shit. I'm getting the hell out of here. This is my day off. I hear leaves crickling and shit. Nope. There was a kid standing. Somebody was standing right over here when I walked right past them to the left. What is going on, you guys? There is a red truck out here. Um, and the chapel lights just came on. Hello? Hey, look, if you're just out here fucking with me, you're fixing to end up in jail, you understand? So where are you? Nope, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm fucking done with this shit, man. Nope, 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 nope. Hell to the fuck, no, 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 no. Somebody's out here fucking with me. It's not like you walked right by the person talking. It does. They're right? inside and then outside, which is eerie. And yeah. why, you know, why would he point out the truck if he was trying to pass off this is a paranormal haunting? I'm not sure why he would point out there's mm. now a red truck here. Mm. So I believe him in terms of I think he really thought something was going on, whether he's being fucked with or whether, you know. Yeah. I think that guy was really scared. Now, whether it's actually ghosts or not. But I would like to go back to the beginning of the video, David, and let's see if we can see this boy on the right. I, I did the, catch that right away. Right, the, there he is. Yeah, it's at the very beginning, about eight seconds or so. Yeah, when he walks. You by. see little shoes and yes. There you go. He's walking. It's right on the right um, as he's walking on the grass. There, you definitely see someone. And then the scream in the little chapel is terrifying. Oh yeah. Um, ugh. So hmm. yeah, check that. Out. Oh. Okay. I don't know how the hell they keep opening these. Hello? 
it's horrifying because he's literally walking through right now, you know, where the dead people are. Yeah. Um. I can understand why he's filming because it's almost hey, like definitely I would. You, you don't feel as alone, right? Correct. Let's get him in the in that chapel. Where the hell these people are, or where? When that scream happens, it's horrifying. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, something's banging around in there. All right, call. All right, guys. Um, now he's in his truck. In the corner. I just saw that when my video uploaded. And he's saying, I saw the boy. And he drives by the chapel, and the lights are flickering on and off. And he enters and hears this scream. Listen to this again. The lights are flickering on and off. Hang on a second, guys. So, don't know what the hell is going on here, but I'm about to check this out. Okay, guys. I'm really not sure what's going on here. Nope. Wow. Yeah, I'm fucking done. <laughs> he goes, nope. And he's, he's going quit right five on the times today. Fantastic. Maddie, so, he's, got, he's got your, nope. Nope. He does. Nope. That's, nope. That's, yes. yours. That's your catchphrase. He stole my gun. Now he just needs to go. <laughs> Checking all this shit. I'm getting the hell out of Damn. Oh, so isn't that Halloween fun? I like it. I, what do you I'm think? I'm leaning towards, like, real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Oh, amateur hour, that guy. The he's, third, oh. yeah, the, 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 he's making it up. He staged it really elegantly so yes. that it would become a, uh, that's a possibility. Definitely, uh, sure. The other possibility is the unknown. There really was some paranormal. But you brought up the third possibility that someone was fucking with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and if so, they did a nice job. It's still interesting. They did a great job of fucking with It's still right. scary yeah. as yeah. shit. And, 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 you know, yeah, it makes sense. If you're going to mess with someone, how about an overnight security guard at a, at a graveyard? Right. It makes sense. And there's like that spooky little chapel, you know, but some of the things in it. Well, he's like, this is his day off, right? He's like, I'm out here. It's my day off. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's there purposely looking yeah. for something. The only thing I hate about it, the only thing that's too on the nose is the woman singing? Well, I felt like that was too on the nose. But then, well, when he walks, it's almost like she's off screen. If he is staging it, you know, off yeah. screen. And when he's walking back, he walks right by her as she's talking. That is so that that's kind of very like, interesting. Yeah, because he would have had to have had a person in and then out also, right? Because she sounds very close to the phone all of a sudden, which yeah. makes me think it's actually paranormal. Mm. Or laid in afterwards. Got but it. then I was thinking the actual song itself was a little too on the nose. Like, would a ghost really be going like, Ring around yeah. but right. maybe. Right. Maybe. Right. So mm. there you go. Good Halloween fun. We hope you all have a safe and enjoyable Halloween. Uh, we hope this adds to it, your Halloween week or festivities. Um, thank you again to Russ Acord. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Russ, Bob Gimlin, Bob Gimlin Jeff Byers, Jeff, Dr. Dr. Foster. Um, and to you, Monsters, most of all, please, again, Thank we you. implore you, if you're a fan of this, the number one way you can help us is sharing it. It's the number one way podcasts grow is word of mouth and sharing. Rate, review. Please do. Take 30 seconds and just go, hey, if you're into the paranormal, hashtag paranormal, check these guys out. They're yeah, awesome. We just, appreciate it. That's it, because we're not charging you for this. We won't charge you for this. Um, so please do that. Do us that solid for the hours of uh, entertainment we provide you. Yes, David. You guys just hit thirty-five thousand downloads. Congratulations! Wow. Thank you very uh, much. Yep. Yep. Thank um, you very much. And uh, but we could always use more. So yeah, yes. please please share the mojo, guys. 
<laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Why are we doing this? 